Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. You are on the Healthy and Wellish podcast, and this is the final episode for 2022. Isn't that crazy? I think we've done 12 episodes, which means I think this is episode, well, maybe this is episode 11. I don't know. Episode 11, 12, something like that. I've basically been doing this for three whole months, and that's pretty exciting. So I'm going to take a break for the holidays and just not have to worry about it. Just enjoy being with family and having a little bit less to do. We'll come back the uh, last week of December and talk about all the exciting things that are happening in January for all of us. But we'll also be talking about the 4FK Winter Challenge that will be coming up in January. It is our first, so that's going to be pretty exciting. So make sure that if you have not um, followed the podcast, you follow it so that it uh, comes back up automatically into your podcast player when we get started. Make sure you're following on socials. Information will be going out on there as well. I, I was a smidge behind on recording this episode. Normally I have my episodes recorded a few weeks in advance, but for this one that just didn't happen. But that actually works in your favor because I kind of threw an audible in my plan and I am recording this episode the week of Thanksgiving. And I thought it was a really appropriate time to talk about Food-wise, health-wise, goals-wise, weight loss-wise, whatever it is that you're working toward, how to survive the holidays without a massive amount of guilt, without feeling like you have completely and totally set back any progress that you made, and without feeling like garbage. Because I think sometimes come the end of the holidays, we just feel physically like garbage. Our soul is full, but our bodies feel like a trash can. Well, I have a couple of tips that are going to help you avoid that. Now, I do want to preface with, I have actually already recorded this episode once and I just did not like the feeling or the jive of it. So I deleted it and I'm re-recording it because I'm giving you tips and ideas. But what I don't want you to do is listen to this episode and write down all these things and be like, these are my rules for how to get through the holidays. That is not what I want you to take from this episode. I want you to take the parts that you feel like apply to you the most, where you feel like you struggle with the holidays the most, where your survival point is the lowest. Take those points. If it is not something you deal with, just forget I even said it. What we need to remember before we think about our goals or our progress or where we're headed or what we've done or what we're doing or whatever it may be is that hopefully the holidays for you are an opportunity for you to be with friends or family or both that bring you joy and it gives you an opportunity to reconnect. It's a really busy season, but it's also a season where you know, hopefully you really get to spend a little bit more time with people that you like and enjoy and love. And that's where our primary focus should be at these holiday gatherings. It shouldn't be on the food. Can the food be something to look forward to? Absolutely. But there should be more to it than that. And we need to make sure that that stays our focus. But it can be really, really difficult to try and 
navigate these holiday meals when told her all the reasons I was overwhelmed. She was like, oh yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I can see why you feel that way. If you're going into this holiday season and you know that, you know, maybe you can't eat dairy or maybe you can't eat nuts or maybe your body doesn't handle high fat well or whatever it may be. That's kind of where this comes in is is giving you some guideposts, giving you, you know, a little like lighthouse beam to focus on that thing. Here's how I can enjoy this experience, not feel like I'm depriving myself, but also not obsessing about the food and not feeling like, you know, a dumpster fire after it's all over. So let's not get legalistic with these tips. And if you don't think you can do that, I'm going to kindly invite you to turn off this podcast and catch me back at the end of December. All right. For those of you who feel like you can handle it, let's talk about a few of these tips. And there is science. Now, let me also say this. There is science behind a lot of these tips, but we're not going to go into that. That's not really what this is about. This is supposed to be a quick podcast, a quick episode, just to some of this stuff I've already talked about. Some of this stuff is actually coming up in later episodes with a more scientific approach. All right, so let's get into it. Tip number one. Y'all have heard me say this. I don't know how many times. I actually just mentioned this two weeks ago. Or no, last week. It was last week's podcast that I mentioned this. But that is to prioritize protein. Fill your plate with protein first. Eat protein first thing in the morning. Why? Well, first of all, protein, it satiates us longer. It makes us feel satisfied. Fly through utilizing an apple very, very quickly. You've gotten a lot of great um, micronutrients from it. And one of your major macronutrients, which is carbohydrates, from it. But our bodies use it very, very efficiently. It burns it very, very efficiently and very, very quickly. But stuff like that also doesn't have any protein. And it takes our bodies longer to work through protein, which makes us feel fuller longer. We want to prioritize protein because, one, it helps to keep our blood sugar levels in check, which keeps our insulin levels in check. By keeping our insulin and blood sugar levels in check, it also helps us to avoid those big like spikes and dips and the reason that a lot of us feel we need a nap. We always blame it on the tryptophan that's in the turkey, but that's only part of it. It actually has a lot to do with blood sugar numbers as well. Why you're feeling tired is because you're experiencing a blood sugar crash. So by prioritizing protein, we are not going to experience that crash as heavily, but it's also going to make us feel fuller, longer. The second thing or the second tip is to eat your vegetables or fill your plate with the vegetables second. Now, I am not talking about vegetables that are covered in cheese or some kind of cream or something soup or like the vegetable casseroles. I am talking about things where you can actually see the vegetables first. You can see the greens and the reds and the oranges and the yellows and eat those or fill your plate with those things next. So first your pro- your protein. What you would, I think a lot of us probably eat like two strips of turkey. 
sister friend, grab more than that. Like, let's let's work on like four to five slices of turkey, okay? It should at least equal up to the size of a chicken breast or the size of a steak or something like that. Now, now is not the time to be stingy with protein. After you have added those protein sources to your plate, then add the vegetable sources to your plate. It's it's still important to get nutrition, but those vegetable sources, they have elements in them of sweet and bitter and salty and savory, and that makes our dining experience better. If your grandma makes collards, eat the collards. If your sister-in-law brings an amazing salad, grab the salad. If there's a big old bowl of corn or corn uh, corn on the cob, grab some of that. I, w- I would even say, like, grab some mashed potatoes. <laughs> Before you hit the casseroles, grab the mashed potatoes first. Because it hopefully those actually have real mashed potatoes in it. And that kind of leads us, the potatoes kind of lead us to our third one, which is once you've gotten your protein and your vegetables on your plate... Then add those like comforting family favorites, the casseroles, the, you know, really starchy, carby, comforting foods, the macaroni and cheese, the sweet potato salad, the stuffing, the yeast rolls, the green bean casserole. Then you add all that stuff to the space that's left. And by doing that, you're controlling your consumption while still eating things that make the memories because I we all have connections and memories connected to those types of foods. I don't want you to and neither do you want to like completely say, oh, I can't eat that. That is not on my diet. Let's not be that person, okay? I don't want to hear any of you saying that you... <laughs> You spoke the words, that's not on my diet plan. So like real quick, bunny trail. Decide your priority. Decide whether you would rather indulge in the savory foods or you would rather indulge in the sweet foods. But don't indulge in both. It doesn't mean that you can't have both. It just means that if you choose to really indulge in the savory foods like that, that tends to be where I want to indulge. Like I can have a bite or two of something sweet, but like... I want the salty stuff. Um, but if you choose to indulge in the savory foods, don't also then turn around and grab three cookies, a piece of chocolate cake, a bowl of homemade ice cream, and the savory things that you're just eating because they're there. Eat the savory stuff that you want and stop there knowing that you are moving on to the dessert table next. All right, next thing. And this is for everybody. Whether this is your priority or not, this will help a lot. And that is to stay hydrated and stay hydrated all day long. And a really easy way to do this is hydrate eight ounces at a time. Get a little cup that's about eight ounces that typically, eh, I would say that probably tends to be about like a child size cup and just drink your water. Like, like, come on people, I've seen... (laughs) I know some of you people can like do shots like you're a dang fish. So just pretend it's a shot. Four shots in a row, there's your eight ounces of water, okay? Being hydrated or being dehydrated so often mimics itself as being hungry. And it's not that we're actually hungry. It's that our bodies need water. Our bodies need hydration. Our bodies need electrolytes. 
So stay hydrated throughout the day. Maybe it's filling up a 30 ounce Stanley or, you know, your favorite cup or whatever before you go. Um, Drinking a cup of water before you have your first cup of coffee for the day. Making sure that you've drank some water before you go to the holiday party. Maybe that means when you get there, the first thing you do is just, okay, before I have any alcohol, I'm going to drink a thing of water. You'll come out feeling better, but then it'll also help control your hunger cues too. And now in that same vein, and I feel like this is where people might get a little legalistic on me and I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to get all trippy about the the rules. You know, you can't see my air quotes, but they're there. Don't get legalistic about this. Okay. The next one is don't drink liquids while you eat. Our stomachs have this thing in it called stomach acid. And that stomach acid helps to break down food. It is literally how our stomach functions. When we're constantly drinking throughout our meals, like we're drinking in between bites, you are diluting your stomach acid and you're making it harder on your stomach to function and to do its job, to do what it's supposed to do. That doesn't mean that you can't have, you know, a sip of water. Like, we all know Aunt Sally makes the driest turkey this side of the Mississippi. Like, I would rather eat a box of crackers than eat her turkey without having a sip of something. I get it. I get it. Have a sip of water, wet your mouth, wet your throat, and then be done. What I'm talking about is don't chug liquids during your meal. Sip your water don't guzzle it. Sip your tea. Don't guzzle it. All right, next one. When you're done eating, get your rear end out of that chair and go for a walk. But don't just feel like you have to like, okay, I'm going to lace up my sneakers and go for a 5k. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm literally talking about grab some of your favorite family members, ask them if they would like to go for a walk with you and go for a stroll through the neighborhood. A stroll. It doesn't have to be strenuous. You don't have to break a sweat. Take the dogs with you and just go stroll around the neighborhood. Look at all the, you know, houses that are already decorated for Christmas. Um, It's just a really good way to get your food moving. It is Again, it's impressive how good walking is for digestion. It's good for your heart. It's good for your mind. It gets you outside, fresh air, sunshine, all the things. Just get up and go for a walk. Two more things and then we're done. Number eight, get some sleep. When the festivities are over, when everybody's going home, go home and get some sleep. Don't don't feel like you need to stay and burn the midnight oil. Sleep is such a good thing for us. I would I would almost be willing to put money on it that part of the reason that people gain weight during the holidays isn't because they've really eaten so much that they've gained weight. It's because they're sleep deprived. Because we stay up to, you know, not everybody gets to take the holidays off. So we'll stay up late going to parties and get togethers and events and shows and, you know, activities and things like that. But then we still have to get up and go to work the next morning. So you're going to bed an hour or two or three hours later, or you're adding multiple things into your schedule that you don't normally have to do, but yet you're still getting up at the same time. 
which means you're getting less sleep than you normally would, which is why we feel like the proverbial dumpster fire come January. Get some sleep. You don't have to stay up all night long talking with everybody. Get some sleep. Be well rested. Talk to the morning people the next day. (laughs) All right. And the last one, and y'all, this is the most important. When it comes to these festivities and these get-togethers, just enjoy it. Don't think, don't overthink it. Don't think so much about it. Don't get obsessed about it. Don't, don't let guilt rule you. Don't let guilt tell you what you can and cannot do. Just enjoy the time that you have to just sit and talk with people and laugh and play games and eat good food. Pick out a few things that you feel like, okay, that's, that's where my biggest struggle is. That's the thing I'm going to focus on. Don't worry about following all 10. 100% everybody needs to follow this one. Just enjoy this season. Because once this season's gone, we'll never get the holiday season of 2022 back again. No matter what you do. Unless you turn into the dude from Quantum Leap, Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future. You will never ever get to enjoy holiday season 2022 again. Because come December 31st at 1159, 2002 is over and we're on to 2023. Did I say 2002? I meant 2022. (laughs) And the next holiday season that you get to experience is holiday season 2023. So enjoy this one where you're at. Loosen your belt, kick your shoes off, have a good time. Because really, in the end, that's that's what this season's about more than anything. All right, you guys. That's all I got for you today. Like I said, make sure that you're following along on social so you'll be the first to know about the 4FK Winter Challenge. I will be back the last weekend of December with some new episodes. And we're going to go into 2023 with a renewed vision and renewed goals. And we're going to kill it just like we killed this year. But for now, I just want you guys to go and relax and enjoy and just have a great last month of this year. And then it's on to next. All right, you guys, thanks for